never changed, never telegraphed whether he was angry or pleased. Or it might be cocaine, Ellis countered. They found 50 kilos washed ashore someplace in Texas. McFadden Beach, Wilson filled in. It's up to you, Bailey. What do you want to do? She still didn't meet his eyes, didn't want to give him the satisfaction of seeing even a hint of her reluctance. We should use the medevac board instead of the basket she said. It'll be easier to slide it under the container and strap it down. Knowing he was surprised by her response, she simply removed her flight helmet, cutting off communication. She fingered strands of her hair back under her surf cap and strapped on her lightweight Sita helmet. She attached the gunner's belt to her harness, positioned the quick strop over her shoulders, made sure to keep the friction slide close to the hoist hook. Finished, she moved to the door of the helicopter squatted in position, and waited for Kesnick's signal. He tapped her on the chest, the signal for ready. Two gloved fingers practically at her collarbone. Probably not the same tap he used with male rescue swimmers. Liz didn't mind. It was a small thing, done out of respect more than anything else. She released the gunner's belt, gave Kesnick a thumbs up to tell him she was ready. She maintained control over the quickstrop as he hoisted her clear of the deck, then he stopped. Liz readjusted herself as the cable pulled tight. She turned and gave Kesnick another thumbs up and descended into the rolling waters. Without a survivor in the water, Liz quickly assessed the situation. She recognized the battered white stainless steel as a commercial-grade marine cooler. A frayed tie-down floated from its handle bracket. Frayed, not cut so maybe its owner hadn't intended to ditch it after all. She grabbed the tie-down, which was made of bright yellow and blue strands twisted into a half-inch thick rope, and looped it through her harness to keep the cooler from bobbing away in the rotor wash of the helicopter. She signaled Kesnick, her left arm raised, her right arm crossing over her head and touching her left elbow. She was ready for them to deploy the medevac board. It took two attempts— but within fifteen minutes Liz had the fishing cooler attached to the medevac board. She cinched the restraints tight, hooked it to the cable, and raised her arm again, giving a thumbs up. No records broken, but by the time Kesnick hoisted her back into the helicopter, she could tell her crew was pleased. Not impressed, but pleased. It was a small step. Lieutenant Commander Wilson still looked impatient. Liz barely caught her breath, but yanked off her Sita helmet, exchanging it for her flight helmet with the communications gear inside. She caught Wilson in the middle of instructing Kesnick to open the latch. Shouldn't we wait? Kesnick tried being the diplomat. It's not locked. Just take a peek. Kesnick paused, and at first she thought he would refuse. He moved to her side and pushed back his visor, avoiding her eyes. The child safety latch slid back without effort, but he had to use the palm of his hand to shove the snap lock free. Liz saw him draw in a deep breath before he flung open the lid. The first thing Liz noticed was the fish measuring ruler molded into the lid. It seemed an odd thing to notice, but later it would stick in her mind. A fetid smell escaped, but it wasn't rotten fish. More like opening a dumpster. Inside, she could see what looked like thick plastic wrap encasing several oblong objects, one large and four smaller, not the square bundles that might be cocaine. Well, Wilson asked, trying to glance over his shoulder.
Kesnick poked at one of the smaller bundles with a gloved finger. It flipped it over. The plastic was more transparent on this side, and suddenly the content was unmistakable. His eyes met Liz's, and now the ever-calm, poker-faced Kesnick looked panicked. I think it's a foot, he said. What? I think it's a goddamn human foot. Newburgh Heights, Virginia Maggie O'Dell peeled off her blouse without undoing the buttons, popping one before it came off. Didn't matter, the blouse was a goner. Even the best cleaners couldn't take out this much blood. She folded the shirt into a wad and dropped it into her bathroom sink. Something wet stuck to her neck. She grabbed at it, threw it in the sink. Pink, like clotted cheese. She'd been so close. Too close when the fatal shot came. Impossible to get out of the way. She swatted at her neck.